Ah, my boss. Now hey, you. <laughs> my chair one. Omo, I do. Thanks, Jerry. And it's been very busy. I've also been busy this week too. So I, I get. How is marriage yeah. life going now? I'm going well, I'm going well. <laughs> Nice going well, I'm enjoying it. Regarding this stuff about, about talking points, um, I'm going to be very honest with you. This blue card stuff, I just ignored the hell out of it because I just know it's just one of those ideas that are never going to come into fruition. So if I'm going yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. it, I'm just going to BS about it, but I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I haven't taken even a minute of my time to find out what exactly it is about. Same year, same year, same year. So so the idea is not to talk about it in depth. The idea is just to talk about how foolish um them trying to change the game unnecessarily when they are like um crucial and more important things to deal with that's that's what the idea and that's why i, I concluded it so all right no other. yeah are you ready yeah and gentlemen we're back we're back we're back like we, we never left it's coming a little bit late but better late than never um so i am your humble host Winsala, and i have a returnee the man that is making club leave his post the man that predicted <laughs> the future <laughs> if people want to place bets on any any games <laughs> just i'll share his, i'll share his details <laughs> we have to keep back in the house our our, our freshly married man in the building. Yeah, one of our plus. Um, so yeah, this thank week, you. thank you. Yeah, yeah, this week we would, in our usual fashion, have our weekend review. Then we will discuss United game against Villa a little bit. Just touch on it since we have our in-house United fan, the man has who. I'm not sure you are really still a fan, but you're just hanging there. The I'm always a fan. Always, I'll, I'll always be a fan. I'll always be a fan. I don't trust I'll you. always be a fan. Yeah. You, you, wish, you always wish you just luck. Anyways, um, then we'll have Super Bowl. Just touch on Super Bowl. After, uh, right. Then our main topic today will be everything AFCON. Uh, my, my favorite aspect and session. Then we'll touch on a little bit on Champions League games. And we'll talk about this very controversial something, uh, the blue card proposal, and end the show with the weekend review. So quickly, just very quickly, we had the PL games last weekend. And if you like, just every, all the top teams are beginning to rise above the cream. Um, or what, what, what's the word? The cream rising above the water. We have Manchester City streamrolling Everton. Alan with that crazy goal. Fram, um, 2-0. Then Fram Bomont 3-1. Fram winning that game, which is kind of surprising. Liverpool, um, yes, surprisingly too, because Bomont tend to have caught their form, but it happens. Liverpool, Burnley, 
ils jouent. Not si surprising there, 3-1. Luton Town, Sheffield United, a little bit surprising there too, because I expected Luton Town to, to play better at home, but they lost 3-1. Mm-hmm. Tottenham, Brighton, 2-1. That game was, yeah. That game was, was heartbreaking for Brighton because Tottenham scored at the very last minute to win the game. Wolves, Brentford, and that surprising game. A little bit surprising because I expected Wolves to do better. They lost 2-0. Nottingham Forest, Newcastle. Very interesting game. 3-2. Then on Sunday, we had Arsenal demolition West Ham 6-0. West Ham didn't come to the party at all. Aston Villa beating Manchester United 2-1. I think Manchester United beat Aston Villa 2-1. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad, my bad. After you my say bad. I'm the one that is hating. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. But that's why I said I beat Aston Villa too. I was kind of a little bit distracted because I was thinking that this game was just summer. But then Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Battle of the Dreadlocks, Black, Black <laughs> Dreadlocks, Chelsea winning that battle 3-1. So which of these games uh, stood out for you? Ooh, which one did you watch? Which one? Which one stood out for you? Uh, I watched quite a few. I watched the City game. I also watched uh, Spurs, Brighton, um, West Ham, Arsenal, Aston Villa, United. United. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched all those ones. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the Luton Town game. I didn't watch the Fulham game. I didn't watch the Wolves game. But I agree with you. I expected. I mean, when, when the difference between Wolves and Brentford, I mean, when you talk about uh, the player personnel, the quality in both teams, there aren't that, it, there's no difference. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're not far, far off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when results like that happen, I'm not exactly surprised, but just based on the fact that Wolves had been on better form than Brentford, um, I think I expected it gets better from Wolves, but I won't say I'm really shocked. Uh, the same with Luton Town, Sheffield. I mean, these are two teams that are at the bottom of the table, uh, they would have been, I mean, Luton Town would have been in a relegation battle if Everton, I would have been in the relegation zone if Everton hadn't gotten that 10 point deduction. So uh, that, 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 that one too wasn't um, um, surprising per se, but I mean, Luton Town, they've been playing a lot better than At home. by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that. But I mean, for the most part, uh, I, I like the West Ham Arsenal game. Um, I, the word I used to describe that was justice because when both sides met, uh, I think it was on Boxing Day. I want to say yes. Boxing Day. Yes. Yes. No, no, it wasn't Boxing Day. It was, was, was after that. So uh, in that game, West Ham had um, six shots, three on target, and two of them were goals. So three shots on target, two of them were goals. One was a very sketchy goal, the Thomas Suchek one. And um, uh, I think one was a missed penalty. So they easily could have scored with all three of their shots on target. They had 25% possession. And Arsenal had 30 shots in that game. And they still yep. lost. Yeah, that was David Moyes' um, first win against the traditional big four in his career. So, um, I mean, if you look on paper, it felt like uh, our West Ham. Because they, you know, remember they had beaten Arsenal in the League Cup? Yeah, so... They had beaten Arsenal twice this season, and people felt yes. they are yes. going to do some damage. But I mean, if you have watched those games, you know that besides the League Cup game, the Premier League game, Arsenal should have won that game. So this one wasn't surprising at all. Arsenal had 
shots in total this time around. The same way they, they dominated. 12 shots on target, scored with six of them. To me, it felt like justice for Arsenal because I, I still don't understand how they lost the first game at the Emirates. Uh, yeah, but that was that about that. I, I, don't, I don't know why you are sounding nice to us now. I don't know why you are so sympathetic <laughs> to their plight. Uh, but you know, I, if you know me, I'm not biased. But I'm not even. I mean, biased. I'm, I'm biased. Even though this is biased, even though this is a biased uh, podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm very biased, and, and, and I guess that's why I cannot be on TV because I can't imagine being a pundit on TV and having to be very objective. It, it's just. It, it will not taste well in my mouth. It will not come out natural. Because nah. so that game, so the this six zero game, mm. I kind of felt that Aslam was going to beat West Ham because West Ham have a lot of injuries and they are at that point where they've lost form as a team. So I wasn't expecting them to win, but I, don't, I wasn't expecting them to lose this badly. Like it was horrible. Like they gave up. They felt like they gave up, and it, it, it didn't feel like a David Moyes kind of team where. Okay, you can lose, but keep it, you know, keep it tight, keep it sharp, keep it, you know, be very close to your to your keeper, be very deep. But it was just it was scandalous. Yeah. Was scandalous. What now? Add again is that one like a typical David Moyes team. I think Arsenal scored with um, I think three of the goal, three of the six goals were from set pieces. I might be wrong. Yes. Think, yeah. So it's very unlike uh, a David Moyes team. But like I said, Arsenal there. Arsenal there in this stage right now where probably a key injury will be the only thing to stop them. They are they are yeah. really on form right now. They've clicked into yeah. another gear and they are becoming very ruthless with their finishing. These are exciting times for their fans. So um yeah um it's been interesting I, to see think, how, how how they can maintain this. Mm. Yeah I, I think they are they are the most unformed team right now apart from City. I think they've won their last five games if I'm correct. Or four games, mm. I saw I saw their form from charts. Mm. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I mean, they're beating teams that they should beat, so it's, it's really interesting how to see how we see the turn of turn of season because this is the time where, as a serious club that wants to win the league, you need to win. You need to go one game at a time and ensure that you win. You, you beat teams, so we we'll see. Okay, so my, my my sad back question: How do you feel about? The camera is not celebrating his goal. Uh, uh, one thing I'll say for sure is that he's a better he's a better human being than than I am. Exactly. You know? He's a better human being than I am because if you can remember, um, so when Ar- when Arsenal and West Ham met in the EFL, the, yeah, in the EFL, they were booing him because that was at that was at London. I remember they were booing yes. him. And yes. then again, in this same game, even though they were behind, they kept on booing him when he got the when he got the ball. But I mean, he, they are obviously a club that he holds very dear to his heart. So, uh, yeah, I don't like it. When Welbeck scored against Man United and celebrated, my mind was like, oh, please go ahead, though. You've earned exactly. the right to do so. But exactly. I, I can understand why. <laughs> I can understand why um, he uh, he choose not to. I mean, I would have, but. Yeah, I saw that again. So in the in the Afcon too, there's uh, in the Mali Ivory Coast game, Nene Nene scored one. Well, one of the contenders for gold of the seat of the tournament against yes. Ivory Coast. That was in yes. the what was in the quarterfinal, yeah. and he didn't celebrate. And my mind, I'm like, are you crazy? How can you put that but, kind but, of wait, not celebrate? Why didn't he celebrate? 
So I think his parents are from Ivory Coast, but he was just born in Mali. So I mean so I think he has he definitely has some Ivory Coast, uh, some Ivorian blood in him. So I think so that's why. So you think I, I looked... it's so strange to see the non the horse celebration on in, I mean, international, international stage. Yeah, yeah, you it's something you see in club football, but not international. I, so, wait, yeah. you think you you think I, I will I will naturalize my country see See, let me see, let me Sri Lanka. I'm playing against Nigeria, and I scored Badass goal. Honestly, I'm I'm running around the pitch like Adebayo, sliding round, filled <laughs> up by shirts, collecting yellow cards. Because so the thing is for me, right? I expect the fans to boo the player, and I also, in the same vein, expect the player to celebrate. I, that's I don't, what I want. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand the. I don't. I don't know about the booing though, because it's not as if um, Declan Rice. I mean. He left for, for over a hundred million. That's some solid money that he gave. He brought into West Ham. So mm. why are they booing him for? He brought them please, their please. first their first um, European title in what was it, fifty years or something. So please mm. see. Let me tell you, we are making this sport. This football becomes soft. Let us <laughs> let us bring back toxicity. This is what makes this sport interesting. <laughs> what is so. <laughs> When I saw how he was like how he refused to sell it, I was just I was like, this what is this this humility about? Like he just felt he felt like again, as I said, I'm 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 biased, I mean I'm a hater. Just he felt tasteless, he felt like I don't know, sour in my mouth. Like oh, Mr. Man said break this goal and move on. Show some passion, like he scored. And, and it wasn't when a normal goal, it was a badass goal, bent the ball well, like into the far corner, like excuse me, celebrate. So, as an Arsenal fan, I, I was just looking at you that why are you not celebrating? Like, what the hell? But you, we are trying to respect Western that you've, you've left. Anyways, mm-hmm. any, any other any player, like if Sancho, say in the future, Sancho leaves and mm-hmm. it's because against United, please, I want him to slide. I want him to slide. Um, <laughs> to slide. Um, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. That person is. Uh, but but he's playing for your club that. now. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I just heard. I just heard. I just heard like a blank. I didn't hear any name. So I mean, I don't know who that he's is. He's playing. He's playing for your club. Calling your club right now. So for those that don't know, this man is a. It's, it's more. He's just more supporter than a United supporter. So I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> but I'm not lying. I'm not lying though. What's that about? About what? You're more a just more supporter than a United supporter. No, come on, come on, come on. Number I'm one will always now. be United. Number one will always be United. Then, then one, then two. The number two spot is shared by three different teams for different reasons. Dortmund, AS Roma because of Totti, and my beloved Enugu Rangers because oh, I come from a, a line of proud Rangers fans. So oh, all okay. three of them are on the same level. But of course, United is always number one. <laughs> and anyway, so but let, let's talk about. Manchester United beating Aston Villa. Okay. How do you feel about that game? How was how was your emotion? And this was before um, Afcon and Super Bowl. Um, I, I was relieved with the win. I didn't I didn't feel like uh, United were going to get the job done, especially after the um they gave up the equalizer. I'll be very honest. I, I don't think United's defending has been the best in the past few. The past few games. I mean, obviously, the the attack is getting the job done, but I think uh, 
so that uh, the defense, I don't, I can't remember the last time we had like a comfortable game. I say probably Wigan. I think that was the last game that I was say okay, United went through this game without um, any headache. Any, mm-hmm. Because obviously, after Wigan, we drew 2 2 with Spurs. We beat Newport. Newport County behind the, what was it, behind League Two? Or was it League One or League Two? But definitely not Championship. And they scored two goals against us. You know, so it was 4 2 we beat them. Wolves was 4-3. And remember the mm. Wolves game, we had like what I would consider our best half this season. And we still ended up needing a miracle goal by um, the young kid. What was that his name again? Why am I forgetting his name? Um, it could be Meno, right? So, yes. It, so, when you look at uh, even the West Ham game, so we beat West Ham 3 0. On paper, that was, on paper, it looks very, com- uh, very comfortable, right? But West Ham, they had 22 short attempts. 22. 22 short attempts. That's way too much. And this game against Aston Villa, we gave up, what was it? 23 shots, 10 of them on target. And in my opinion, I don't know why Harry Maguire was named one of the match. In my opinion, that was Nana because that was one of his yes. best matches this season. Yes, 100%. So, I agree. So when I when agree. a when a goalkeeper is getting man of the match, it's not really the best thing. I mean, it, it's good for a keeper to step up. You understand, and that's mm-hmm. what United have been, United fans have been waiting for from Nana, and uh, it was good that he did step up. But then, considering ten shots on target, you know, he had to make lots and lots of saves. You know, throughout that game, he was kept busy. So it was nice to see uh, United get over. You know, to get the job done. I was telling Dotun that um, the plan B worked. The plan B is obviously McTominay. So I'm glad that McTominay has moved from being a plan A to being a plan B. I'm very comfortable with him being a plan B because you need <laughs> you, you need you need something like that as a plan B. You know, uh, I know that was one of the that's one of the criticisms that um, some of these some of these Pep Guardiola teams they don't really have. You know, they have yes. a solid plan A, a plan A that almost always works, but then mm. the plan B is not there. So I'm happy with the United attack. I mean, over the past, since the turn of the year, uh, Garnacho has been on good form. Uh, Rasmus Hoylon has been on fantastic form. He can't stop scoring. Yeah. Rashford is a bit off and on, but he has the goals and he's... He's getting there. Yeah. He's warming up. He's warming so he's up. looking good. Even Bruno. Bruno. Bruno is still losing possession, so that's a bit of a worry. But um, I feel like with these guys firing now, uh, I think uh, we can see him step it up a notch. And I think all this is uh, thanks to the returning players. You know, the guys that have been injured for a while and now coming back. So it brings a bit of stability in the team. It's a shame yeah. that uh, Martinez is back injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if he was there, definitely it helps with a lot of things. Not just the defence, but also the build-up phase. Yes. Um, but yeah, United, they look good going forward, but there's still that problem in the, the defence that can't, yeah. can't seem to shake. Speaking of plan B, Fellaini retired, was it this week or last week? Who? It was last week, Fellaini. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys that I think, um, I mean, he got a lot of stick, unfair stick. But To you, to what, you, I, I, what, how did you feel his, his, his time at United? What, what was your... Because I, I wasn't sure how you felt... Because I know a lot of people, um, which are friends, I know how each one of them, their opinion about Fellaini at United. But for you, I, I, what was it for you on record? 
Mm, so you remember this? You know, Eobl is famous. Eobl is the rapper now. He famously said, "You cannot be more than what you are." So <laughs> you know, um, he he got brought into a club where that was way above his level. You know, I mean, he's a good footballer, he's a fine footballer on his day, but carry Fellaini to my United, it's uh, is a transfer that never should have happened in the first place. And yes. I think I, I think he did what he could. You know, he was an easy target for criticism and all those things. And it didn't really affect him. I think the one person that made the most of his ability, surprisingly, wasn't the Moyes that brought him in, but it was um, Louis Van Gaal. Was it Van Gaal? Yeah. yeah but I remember there was this combo that worked for a very long time with Louis Van um, Fellaini and Ashley Young. It was a very solid combo. Yes, I, yes. Remember, I remember, remember there, was, yes. there was this Manchester derby we won 4-2. And I think he scored. Okay, I think Chris Mullin scored twice. Fellaini scored once. I can't remember who scored again. But Fellaini did the, the, the best he could. You know, there's sometimes I just look at these players, I'm like, oh, this is just bad. This is just a transfer that never should have happened. But at least he did the best he could. It's not like mm. Anthony now that I know, okay, Anthony is also a transfer that never should have happened. But Anthony is very bad. You know, it's like he's, he's really terrible. For Fellaini, Fellaini had those games where he rescued United. You know, I think you can you can remember those headers now. Yeah, Fellaini yep. just pops up. Just come in and come to us. Even on that, just Moreno, yeah. because Moreno knew how to use him as well. So those two. Very well, yes. But again, he's someone that I feel was not. He definitely shouldn't have been at a club like uh, Manchester United. But you know, as. That's in the past. I wish him all the best. Um, like I said, United, they are all United fans or football fans in general, they like scapegoating, you know. Um, yeah, it was an easy target for all that. So, speaking of Fellaini and speaking of Plan B, back to McTominay. I've mm. been hearing some rumors, I've been hearing some pundits murmuring about um, McTominay benching Bruno because obviously Bruno is not, is not, is. Flashy self right now, he's not playing badly, but it's not that person that is playing those cross passes, cross field passes, or scoring atrocious goals, or making you know assists and, and, and the like. But they're like, because McTominay is coming from the bench to score and goals win games, so some pundits have suggested that. Bruno be benched for McTominay, which I don't understand where that is coming from. But what's your take? I want to see. I want to hear from our experts. <laughs> I don't think this one ever requires an expert, which I've not. Talked. I don't <laughs> okay. think this one ever requires. There is no, there is no manager on the face of the earth that is worth that is worth his salt. You know that is going to bench Bruno for McTominay. First of all, McTominay, McTominay cannot do. What Bruno, they are, first of all, they're like two different midfielders, two different yes. roles. When so, if you look at the last two games where um McTominay has come in as a sub, right? Against Wolves, I don't think I don't know about the West Ham game, I can't remember if he came in against West Ham, but against Wolves and against Aston Villa. If you look at his heat map in those two games, he's actually further up ahead than yes. Rasmus Hoyland. Yes. This is so. So came as a striker. Mm. He he came in to look. He came in to to look for goals. If you look, if you check the heat map 
against Chelsea because he scored twice against Chelsea. He started that game. I think that game was after the Brentford game. Where he, look at all those games. His average position, look at this heat map. Most of them, they're either at the same level as Hoyland or he's ahead right. of Hoyland. There is no, I don't, I don't think I need to explain this, but there's no way anybody will bench Bruno for McTominay because they do totally different things. Totally different things. Okay, not, okay. Not old, 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 yeah, all that thought, right? So let, 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 me, let me give me, let me jog your memory. Remember when we got Bruno? Bruno, too, his elite map was higher, too, right? It was moving towards the striker territory. So are we seeing a reborn of Bruno tactics in McTominay? No, 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 no. So Bruno, there are, so there are, there are different ways that you use Bruno. First of all, one of the reasons why Bruno was even ahead was, well, I guess for the same reason as McTominay, because he was very comfortable in the final third in terms of, very comfortable in front of goal, he could score goals. But then he was also very creative. So he had to like drop back and do all those things. Any the, the few games when he was used as like a false nine or he was very high up ahead was maybe because uh Anthony Martial was injured in that, you know, those injured. periods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't really have uh, striking options during that era. I mean there was Cavani, but Cavani too also had um fitness problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was when Bruno was pushed up for, but Bruno is more comfortable in that hole. You know, it's like an old school game, Rooney, where that, that sits behind the striker and gives all those passes. It's, I don't think, please don't even compare, don't insult Bruno. I know Bruno might not be, uh, Bruno is someone that um, divides opinions because of how wasteful he is. And I agree, I agree that um, he needs an upgrade, at least in the next two, three years. Or even if possible soon, he might need that upgrade. But please, please. please. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. Uh, so, did you watch um, City's game? Which one of them? The the win against Everton? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I caught some of it. I, I didn't watch everything, but I watched the, I think I joined in from the second half. Did you see? Which was when they go. Yeah, second goal. Alan, second goal. Yeah, I mean, he bullied, what was that his name? Uh, the Braithwaite. Yeah, Yeah, He bullied him. He showed him who, he showed him that body passed body. Body yeah. body. So, mm-hmm. Someone was yeah. telling me that Braithwaite should have been stronger than that. I'm like, no, it's not possible because they are both running at a very fast pace. Yeah. And the way um, um, Alan took the ball, he took the ball inside. Because I, 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 I think that should be a good uh, striking lessons for people who want to be kids yeah. that want to be a striker in the future. When you get that mm-hmm. kind of ball, don't go wide. Because if you go wide, it makes the the defender have like one space pace. Then two, you can you are going away from the post, from the goal post, and it's easy to tackle you. But you took the ball towards him, and it was between it's too between him and the ball. So there's no way. Betrayed will have gotten the ball without committing a foul, and mm-hmm. they were both running at, at you know at a very fast pace. And Holland, Holland is yeah, he's a machine. He's stronger. Man. The, the guy tumbled. I was like, what? Like honestly, I felt that that pass was a wrong pass, but knowing who they passed the ball to, I was like, okay, maybe we can do something with it. And it, it, it reminds me of I know don't laugh, don't laugh, but it reminds me of the same kind of play a position Lukaku should be occupying. And I felt like 
it was very similar kind of situation, like throw the ball up front, let the striker, big, strong striker, get the ball and see what he can do with it. So I felt like when it, when the KDB passed up, I was like, ah, okay, let's see what's going to happen. And, and it happened. And yeah. it was... It was it was it was it made me jealous. It made me jealous. Uh, there are some players that just there are some things they do and there's there's no need to like <laughs> overanalyze. There's no need to overanalyze. I mean, it's Haaland, so let, it's Haaland, it's, just... it's, Kevin De Bruyne pass, <laughs> Haaland finish. Yeah, straightforward, straightforward. Uh, you, yeah. you can't blame Breakwith and Break. I was mm. like, I was like, wait, why did why did Kevin pass the ball like this? Why did he pass the ball to this guy? I was like, okay, let's see. And I, and I saw my girl on the floor. I was like, "Wow!" And he placed the keeper. We've seen. We've, obviously, I'm not comparing both of them, but you know, there's this goal that um, Rasmus Hoyland scored in the Champions League. I think it was against uh, Galatasaray. Uh, I think it was a weird Galatasaray that he picked up the ball from like halfway. Yes, halfway line. Uh, yes, and he drew. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, so yeah. things like that. I I I love how how strong he looked. Yes, all those guys. So, yes. I mean, when you look at the build of the of the of the, the striker in question, and you, I think you're right to mention Lukaku. The only thing about Lukaku that would have filled him there was just his touch. But in terms of physicality, I think he had he has everything there to score goals, to be scoring goals yes. like that. But you know, Haaland's touches too; they are very good. You know, yes, it's an it's an, an yes. underrated quality that he has. You know, people don't yeah. mention that. You know, his mm. touches. So um, there's that. I, I I feel like Lukaku, if Lukaku. Like say in that kind of position, if he just gets his touch right, you're in trouble. That's just yeah. pray as a defender and, and as a, as, a, yeah. as a as a defense that Lukaku doesn't touch the ball right. If he gets that touch right, you're in trouble. Like you don't, you cannot stop him. And the only thing I can stop him, maybe him kicking the ball out himself. But yeah, <laughs> but but most times yeah. I guess say say eight out of ten when he gets the ball right, he's gonna score. Because I've seen him do that many times. Anyways, yes, my this is a controversial. Uh, time Super Bowl. First things first. One of the first arguments you and I had, I don't know if you can remember. You told me that Super Bowl is more interesting. Not Super Bowl. NFL is more interesting than than football. No good uh, football. I don't I'm know if you remember. I'm, I'm not sure those are the words, but I know. I I, can, I think I know what I said. And let me let me let me. So what I said was. NFL, the football, American football, is tactically more advanced than any other sport, and it's something I stand by. The, uh, no other I don't sport, remember you. I don't remember you telling me that. No, 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 no. Probably what I said was when it comes to tactics, because I'm always specific about that. There is no sport on this earth that comes close to American football in terms of just pure tactics alone. Uh, enjoyment and all those things, those ones are subjective now. I mean, I, I enjoy watching the NFL a lot more than uh, regular football. That's just mm. me, but I don't think I'll say, but in terms of tactics, so strategy and tactics, that is, there's no question. Anyone who, anyone, anyone who understands both sports will say the same thing, trust me. Maybe one day I'll go and check, I'll go and check my <laughs> tweets because I remember I, I, no, I kept it, I kept it in my mind. I was like, this guy one day. One day, one day, I'll bring it out. I'll go and check again. I was like, "What?" Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure you. No, I, mean, oh, I sure I didn't see that. I enjoy, like personally, I enjoy. No, no, if, if no, that's, no, if, no. If that's what if that's what I said, I still stand by it. I no, no, I no. If it's, if it's I, if it's I, then I won't be arguing with you. Now, it's your opinion now. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but you said something that I, in the line of 
you know. <laughs> I will have to go on for it. I have to. People that don't know us, we go way back, like way back. Oh, so of course. Of course. I have to go and check. I have to go and dig my archive for you. Anyways, yeah. I, I'm sure you watch. You watch. So. Just a recap, like I, I had my friends come around, a few of my friends come around for that okay. Sunday. Uh, oh, nice, we had, nice. yeah. So started from morning, um, um, Eastern time, American time. It was 11.30, the United game. Then AFCON, 3 o'clock, then Super Bowl, 6.30. So it was the whole day, like from morning to midnight extra because of overtime. By the time I finished, I was so, so tired. I was tired because I was running in and out to get people in, get, um, okay. give them access, get food, refreshments, okay. and everybody it was okay. I was really, really tired. Like, this week has been crazy for me. So, like, and I worked on Saturday, so it was just, like, back to back. But it was it was a slow time. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And the teams I wanted to win, two out of three. I mean, it's not bad. So, that, that, okay. was, that was my Sunday. But for Super Bowl, um, how, how was it for you? How did you watch it? Uh, where did you watch it? Yeah, I watched that on I mean, it was too late. It was uh, it started around like one p.m. So I mean, I know yeah, yeah. here. So, yeah. but but I mean, I it, it went the way I thought it would because Fort mm. Niners are the better team. Yes, let's not let's yes. they are the better team. Anyone yes. who watches it will agree with you. In fact, yes. In Vegas, on DraftKings, any of all these sports uh, sports book, the Alfred Niners winning. Yeah. The thing now is that Chiefs just happen to have a psycho playing QB named Mahomes. Yeah. And one of my rules, I tell people that I always want to bet: please don't be that person to bet against Mahomes, especially in the playoffs, especially yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he's invincible and he can never lose. After all, we've seen people that uh, we consider top players lose big, losing big, big games. Yes. We've yeah. seen uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has lost the Champions League final before, he lost it to Messi. Messi has lost the World Cup before, you know, to, um, uh, to Germany. Germany, we've yeah. Seen who again? Mbappe. Uh, Mbappe. Mbappe lost as well. We've seen even Tom Brady himself has lost. You know, he has been to, he has lost Super Bowl before. LeBron James, the greatest of this era, this modern era, after he has lost six finals. You understand? Curry has yeah. lost two finals. You get so these guys, I'm not saying they're invincible and they can never lose, but please don't be the person to go and put your money against them. <laughs> against them. <laughs> you get, um, my whole, I, I know over the past few days, we've been seeing, um, Debates about who is the goat is it Brady or is it Mahomes? You know, those things. And obviously, me, I'm a, I'm a Brady guy, I'm a Patriots fan, so uh, Brady is responsible for all the joy I experienced for close to two decades because I didn't start mm. watching and, um, and I didn't start following the Patriots when Tom Brady just joined the league or just started winning Super Bowls. I'm going to be honest, I'm not You're very lucky, but, yeah, but you know, I enjoyed a lot of wins with Brady on the center, you get so. Um, one key, uh, one key criteria, one key criteria when you're talking about the greatest of all time conversation, and it's not just about American sports, it's not just sports, in fact, it's in anything you're talking about. When you talk about the greatest of all time, longevity has to be there. Yeah. 
get. Yeah. So why Jay Z considered the greatest rapper of all time is because of that long time. Still doing it. Yeah. Get, yeah. All those things. You can't just come out and say Drake is the greatest. Drake has done well, but has Drake been there for what was it, twenty five years, twenty years rapping? You get. So far that so far that Jay Z is still in that business. You Jay get. Still have to like relax a bit. To you business. get yeah. all those kind of things. The same in football. And when we saw Lionel Messi play, like around that kind, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, everybody knew this Messi guy. This is yeah, we are watching sure. the greatest of you get, we are watching the greatest of all time, but we couldn't call him the greatest. I know people called him the greatest too, but we couldn't really call him the greatest because he had not had that longevity yet, and he mm. had not had um, he had not let's say won the World Cup, you understand. But people mm. knew that what we are watching is out of this world. So I think it's the same with Mahomes. Mahomes has... Oh, wait, sorry. I'm, oh. I'm sorry to cut you short. Okay. Uh, I still don't think Messi is the greatest of all time. I mean, I'm, I'm a hater. Mm. I am biased. So, uh, well, thank, thank you for saying Thank you for saying you're continue. a hater. And, continue. Uh, yes, but uh, please, you know, Messi is the greatest. Please, let's, it's all, let's, yeah, let's it's be able to... It's a people's opinion. Let's, let's, let's be able to... Let's, let's, let's not, go back to... Uh, uh, so anyway, so for the Super Bowl, um, I, Mahomes has all the physical attributes, in fact, even the mental attributes to be the greatest of all time. In fact, he even has the resume because he has been in the league what now, I think five years, and he has been mm-hmm. to three Super Bowls, one, two, lost one, you get. So um, he has the making of the greatest, but Tom Brady played 20 years, you get. Um, sorry, no, Tom Brady played 23 years, or was it 22? 23 or 22 years, you understand? Um, Mahomes has played five. Someone can just play five years and say he's the greatest, you get. But, but, but he's won three, right? No, no, he has won two. He has been to three Super Bowls. He has won two. And the person that beat him, the, the, the one loss he has at two? Super Bowls. No, he has been oh. to three Super Bowls. He has lost, he has lost one, one, two. Oh. Okay. And the two he won were against 49 against, Yes, I remember now. Yeah, the, I remember, one, yes. the one he lost was to Tom Brady. So Tom Brady will always have that. He has three. He has three Super Bowls. No, no, no. I'm saying he has been to three, but he has lost one, one, two. Are you sure? Uh, Mahomes? Yes. Patrick Mahomes has been to three Super Bowls. He won the first mm. one against 49ers. He lost yes. the second one to Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Yes. Then the yes. third one, which was last weekend, he won that one. So he has been he has, to three. He has won three. He has won three. Uh, he has won three. My brother, this is this is this is this is my bread and breakfast. Please, who are, who are the three people that he beat? Uh okay. Hold on. Let me let me check. Cause ah, uh, hold on. So. Please. He played, uh, and you can uh, call, you can cut this part now. So that's it. He, okay. uh-huh. he played forty niners. He beat them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then we don't know. Ah. Then he played Buccaneers. No, uh, he, 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 he he Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. He has won three. He has won three. Yeah. One uh, lost one. Sorry, that's my yes, mistake. Yes, yes, yes. He has lost. Yes. Yeah. So, so he lost. He lost one. Sorry, that was my mistake. Yes, he, lost he lost one. one to, that was to um, uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. One three years. One three years. So again, I think he has all the makings of being the greatest. But Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls. Seven. Yes. That's no easy man. It's, so, it's different. 
Yeah, won seven. He had been. To, he went to ten Super Bowls. He lost three. Won seven. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Mahomes, crazy. Mahomes has, well, not up to half of it, but you know, three. But yeah. like I said, I think when Mahomes gets to that stage, when Mahomes gets to a certain point in his career where he outdoes Brady with the career and everything, I don't think people need to. I don't think it needs to be an argument because for you a very long time, for a very long time, him. yeah, for a very long time, Tom Brady was an argument to. Is Tom Brady the greatest? You know, people had Peyton Manning ahead of him. People had, yes. um, you know, all those guys ahead. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, they had plenty of people ahead of him. You get, well, not plenty. Just had like two guys ahead of him. But Tom Brady, after 2015, 2017, those two Super Bowls against the just Seahawks left all of them against mm-hmm. the Falcons, he just gave a huge gap between himself and them. You know, and you know. Um, Credit to Mahomes, you know, he's he has everything. Like I said, he has everything. It's just um the longevity is the only thing now. Because mm. yeah, I'll tell you one thing about um about sports in general. Things that be looking very good for you when you start right now, you, have, yes. you might have a very I mean when when um uh, when Pep won that Champions League with uh Barcelona, Barcelona. and he came one. back again and won it again, yeah. Yeah, Everybody thought, ah, this guy is brother. Yeah, this, this guy is going to be. <laughs> you see that it took him, what was it, twelve years to win the next one? Yep, yep, you guys, yep. So it happens like that. Mm. So, but um, I won't lie to you. That guy, what I'm seeing, that guy is a magician. Oh man, he is. He, he is. is. Yeah. And in that game, I felt like he was. So the first half was tactical battle. Like it was, it was really tight. Because I was like, ah. This, this is a very low scoring half. Like, what's going on? Like, it was just like very landlocked. Like, everyone was just like, then second half, things just changed. And that mistake where uh, Fortnite has made with that block, that one was when everything went down. Like, it felt like they just lost their confidence. And in, in sports, like, it's always like that where you're like, you're in a very good part. Mentally, you're okay. Then something just happens and you're like, oh, yeah, we're about to lose this. You can feel it. And I felt that was that's that point where the, there was that block. That was when everything was going down really for him, for them. Then mm-hmm. like, I, I, I think, I think, I think. You remember when I said that this game is the most tactically advanced game there is, right? Yeah. There was one key error that they made, and it happened in overtime. Yes. So I don't want to get. I don't. This is a football. This is like a football slash uh, what we call what people call soccer podcast. I don't want to get deep into it, but. Um, in overtime, it makes a huge difference whether you you decide to uh, kick the ball Go first. Or, receive, yeah. or receive the ball. Yeah. And the Fort Niners they elected to go first, like you said, you know, to receive the ball. Yeah. And that was a very very huge mm-hmm. error. mistake. I was surprised too. Yeah. yeah. Surprised. And um, it, it pains me because some of their players said they didn't understand the overtime rules. And in my mind, I'm like, me, I'm in Nigeria, and I've never been to Yankee. I've never played, in fact, I've never even, I would say, I've, okay, I've, the, the most I've done is like flat football, but I've never like uh, played actual anything. But I, me myself, I know the rules, you understand? Yeah, but I wait, know, to, apparently uh, they said they changed the rules this year. They changed the rules two, no, three years ago, and it got implemented at the start of last season, not even this season. It got implemented at the start of last season. That's when the new rule got implemented. Mm. And the, that new rule was implemented for something similar, right? Yes. And so, but regardless of whether the rules were changed or not, in fact, even if it was, even if you did change the rule, 
Yeah. They should have known. And this is a professional football. Okay. This is a professional artist that paid wait, wait, hundreds wait, of millions wait, of dollars. Wait, wait, wait. So I'm trying to remember the sequence now. When the ref was explaining, when the ref explained the rules, right? Was it before the Quintos? I'm trying to remember. Was it before no, the no, the, re no, the referee doesn't explain the rules. He just well, explains well, it, 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 what just happens when you yeah. when you win the Quintos. No, 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 no. So that no, what the referee explains is, it's just like when I flip a coin, I'll tell you, okay, heads, we are deciding to kick. You know, in normal in regular football, we have that too. If you yeah. win a coin toss, right, and you elect to kick off, the other yeah. person will now say, okay, we want to start at this side. Yes, that is all. So it's the same thing that happened there. The referee will say, heads or tails. Tails, okay, that means uh, you uh, you have won the toss. What do you want to do? You say you want to kick. Okay, this other team that lost the coin toss, where do you want to start? Here or there? That's all the ref does. Referee's, jo referee's job is not to explain the the whole. I missed the NFL rule. That, that thing, I, I tried to read that thing one time. It's close to maybe like 400 and something pages. But wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to remember because I think maybe it's the commentators have said it, but I think the ref said, like, he told them that, oh, when you get to the end zone, the other, the other, and you score, the other team has a chance to reply. Then the third play will be what determines the game. Well, my brother, my brother. First of all, the referee didn't say that. But the second of all is that the referee does not have to say that. Mm. He gets. He does not have to say that. It's just like so. What what happened, for example, is like. Uh, remember when? Remember golden goal, right? Remember yes. what golden goal? Uh, yes. So just imagine now that we have the normal. Um, we have the normal extra time. So yeah, I score an extra time. The game still goes on until the was on the one hundred twentieth minutes when yeah. after the thirty minutes um, extra time is done. Then whoever mm -hmm. is leading by that time goes, you know, wins the game. If it's tied, they'll go to penalties. Penalty. But just imagine now they say, okay, we are going to introduce something you call the golden goal rule, where if someone scores, mm, forget the golden goal. I think the best explanation is the silver goal. So remember, silver goal was that if you are leading in extra time by half time. The game will end there. Yes, yes. Yes. So just imagine if, let's say, my United Aston Villa was one-one. It went to extra time, and um, Aston Villa scored in the ninety-fifth minute of extra of extra time now, and you are leading. And instead of my United to like start pushing for an equalizer, they just relax and say, "Let's take it to the second half. Second half will now bring in the Tomini and probably snatch it, a draw. And then when it now gets to half time. Yeah, like, oh, give it to Tom. Give no finish. And the players will say, ah, silver goal. When the silver goal come, you'll be like, ah, are you crazy? You get it. So that's, that's it's something Just imagine something similar happening. Was a huge, they didn't know that, okay, kicking the ball will have been an advantage for them. You get mm. Instead, they decided to receive the ball. Receive the ball. That was, and that, was crazy. that made a huge, huge difference. Yeah. And, it was funny because even we that watched the, the game, we, we knew about the rule quickly. Like, okay, this is yeah, game. everybody was saying. If you look at all those uh, like mic top, you know, NFL, they do, they do this like mic yes. top. Where, yeah, uh, and most of the players were like, oh, they didn't know about this rule. They were like, oh, we didn't know about this. And my mind, I'm oh. like, first of all, your 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 coach, first of all, your coach should have a strategy for extra time. Should he get, yes. get to extra time? Yes. Second of all, you have paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Please just shut up. I feel like it, I feel like it was just a cop out here, but anyways, it was a good game. Um, I wanted you know my homes to win. I wanted the Chiefs to win, and they won. So two out of three, my, my prediction. But Nigeria.
Yeah, let's talk about Hafcon. My favorite right. part of the show. Um, first of all, I feel like personally, I think this part, this edition of Afcon is the best I've watched, and in terms of um, TV, I always say TV because I didn't get the best experience on TV because of who they sold the rights to in the US. But gameplay, how the teams played, how the minor teams um, demolished—I always say demolished—but kicked out the powerhouses, how the histories history different types of history were made this edition and um some of the stars shown but not fully okay that's, that's only asterisk but all in all the gameplay the field wasn't that good i didn't like the field in the final i didn't like it but all in all i feel like i was satisfied with the with the with the with the, with the this edition so what do you think uh and how do you feel about this year's afcon uh i'm with you on that i think it was um i feel it was the best i've seen so far um they were different from the storylines to like the great goals to the minor teams um you know upsetting the bigger ones and I think there's a growing trend in almost all international competitions. Um, I don't want the Asian Cup, but people whose opinion I respect highly, they've said mm. this Asian Cup was very fantastic. It's probably one of the best, but it certainly was very entertaining. Um, obviously, we all watched the, the men's World Cup. Yes. The, the sentiment there was that that was the best World Cup ever. Mm. Even though I know the 2018 World Cup in Russia too was... It was very fantastic as well, but yeah. everybody said, "Ah, oh, no, this World Cup is the best you get." Uh, I, obviously, I watched the Women's World Cup. I followed it um, closely, and the sentiment there too was that oh, this is the best World Cup as well. I think we're seeing that the um, most of the tournaments are now opening up, opening it up to um, quote unquote the smaller teams. And mm-hmm. the thing is that when you look at what we call the smaller teams, they've actually closed the gap to you know between them and the teams in the tiers above them so let's say in tier one in football in uh, in world football you have argentina you have uh germany you have spain you have an england italy in, in france then in tier two that's when you have teams like um let's say uh in tier two who would i put now in tier two um maybe like uruguay you know teams like that you have teams like that in the tier two you get mm. then of course in tier t in in tier three you now start having teams like let's say in nigeria an ivory coast in japan a south korea you know all those teams in tier four you know so on and so forth you get but i think one thing that has happened over the past few years is not just the one tournament thing is that the gaps between these all these teams are starting to close. You get um, so most teams that just go onto the pitch and think they are just going to, you know, steamroll um, them, steamroll the opponents. They are in for like even that week maybe. You get so um, it's something that we saw the World Cup. You know, you saw how far Morocco made it to. The, I mean, they went to the semi-finals. They knocked out teams like Spain. They knocked out Portugal uh they even beat france in the group stage uh so 
Yeah, they beat France in group stage, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I mean, you see teams like that. You see Japan. Japan beat Germany. Uh, beat Spain as well. Um, Japan, I think before this, before the Asian Cup, uh, they were on the run of something like eight games in a row, or nine games in a row, something very ridiculous. Even after the World Cup, already beat Germany was it five one, and that mm. led to the sacking of um, the what was the name of this guy from a Bayern coach that looks like he has murdered someone, uh, fist and hands flick. Right, that guy, that guy looks like he's murdered someone before. He looks like all these, <laughs> looks like all these, all these billions that Jack Bauer haunts in uh, 24. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think, yeah, we've, we saw that at the World Cup, and then we saw that in the Nations Cup as well. You know, um, people like um, Cape Verde. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're surprised by what Cape Verde did, I mean, you probably haven't been following African following football. football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. The, the, I think they got out of the group stage in the last AFCON as well. You get... The team I even expected to be here, this outcome was Comoros because those guys have been making like yes, progress. You get yes. It. So it ha- it's happening a lot. Uh, Equatorial Guinea. Before the tournament, I told people that they were the ones that are going to go the furthest, even though Guinea was the most established team. And Guinea went the furthest. I wasn't right, but for the group stage, I know Equatorial Guinea. They really shocked the world. So mm. it's a product of I think a lot of these teams have put a lot into um, the infrastructure, even Mauritania as well. Uh, they won a game at the AFCON for the very first time. And not only did they win, they also went to the knockout stage for the first time. Uh, their coach actually was um, the former coach of Comoros at the last AFCON, um, Amir Abdu. You know. So, oh! Yeah, so there are like... Um, I not that. There are lots of good storylines. Um, for a lot of reasons, I, I, I agree with everybody. It was the best AFCON I've seen. And... It was a shame that United, uh, United, that Manchester, Nigeria, how am I calling Manchester? Manchester, oh yeah. yeah. That Nigeria couldn't get the job done <laughs> that day. Uh, it was a shame, but I think I, because they are well-deserved winners. You can't yes. see one, um, yeah. you can't knock them for winning, for winning it. Mm. I, and I feel like, again, from that semi-final, like when we won that semi-final, I was satisfied because I... Expectations were in there for us to win the, 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 the tournament. And as the way that we played, we I don't think the good, like I don't say good, but I don't say that people that follow football would have expected us to win with the way we played from the beginning to the end of the tournament. Because you cannot tell me you'll be that defensive and play against a team that is very expansive and that use the wing very well because well, well, one of the few things, one of the few attacking routine to defend, very difficult to, to, to defend against is wing play. Because then you are shifting people side to side and it's just a cross, a small touch, wins just get, ends, ends up in the goal. And that's exactly what happened with Sebastian Allah's goal because he was just he turned my dear Aina, turned him to Amala. <laughs> he turned him and it was a cross in, stretch, boom, goal. So I I I felt like because from that first goal that the goal that we scored, I was telling my friends that how have we scored? How are we leading in this game when we've played absolutely nothing? We've played no football in this game and we're leading one zero. And I was like, yeah, it's gonna come, it's gonna come. And I felt like the Ivorians they stood up, they they were they they were ready to play. There was just one team ready to play, another not wanted to play. They were ready for they were like prepared mentally for for the game. 
And, and I think, I want to say we weren't prepared mentally again because of the way we play. That's the way we know how to play at this moment. So it was just a matter of, okay, let's see if we can ride our luck to the end to see if we can, you know, push push the envelope. But, I mean, the gods of football were not, we know we thought that day and, yeah, we lost, unfortunately. I, I, I mean, I wasn't sad. I'm not sad. And I've, and I've, been, and I've been sad if you lost to South Africa. That would have paid me more. Mm-hmm. That would have paid me more. Yeah, for obvious reasons. I said in my other well, previous episode, because of water. You cannot, you cannot take water and not take football. So, you, know, you have to pick one. <laughs> you have to pick one. You have to pick one. But yeah. And so what's your opinion about the way uh, people are piling on it would be? Um, so it's just, it's, it's cowardice. Um, it's, um, it's a bad habit that it's not just, um, it's not just limited to, it's not just Nigerians. We've seen it, we see it a lot in, in, um, in football Twitter where people don't know where to draw the line between like banter and, you know, like online bullying. Um, I think what we saw is, I mean, that was just straight up BS. Um, see, passionate sports fans sometimes cross the line into online bullying, like I said, and they use this, their passion as like an excuse for harmful behavior. And yeah. it's bad because these are humans you're dealing with, right? And uh, they are pretty much just tarnishing the enjoyment of sports for everyone involved. So, I mean, it's, it's important to remember that, you know, sports should unite people in yes. healthy competition rather than, like, serve as a platform for negativity and abuse. Um, and again, it really wasn't even bad. That was just it wasn't. That's, that's, that's what was paining me. Like, I, I would but, understand that. I'm not, not like I would understand. I'm not like I would agree to that bullying. But... Iwobi was like, I would say, I would say one of the few most important players in this tournament for us. And people, yeah, I, I, I don't know what people don't see. People don't see it. I guess they want flashy football, but you have to understand the team the guy is playing in. Yeah. So I, I, I so first of all, this is what I believe. I, I believe that anyone. So for starters, right? Forget the abuse now. Anyone criticizing Iwobi for a poor performance, first of all, I honestly believe doesn't understand the game on a very high yes. level. Because 100%. what what we played, right, was a two-man midfield, right? Well, just was Frank Onyeka and Iwobi. Iwobi, and yes. Iwobi was meant to be like um, a holding midfielder or like a box-to-box, box-to-box. He has never done that. He has never played that role in his career. At in least, not, entire not, career that we know least, of. At least not on senior level. Because maybe yes. maybe junior level, I don't know. Like, obviously, I didn't watch it as a, as a kid. But on the senior level, definitely not at Arsenal, not at Everton, not at Fulham right now. In fact, he plays, he's either he's playing on the wings or, you know. So, and you know, Jose Mourinho said something that, a very long time ago that... Uh, when he got to England, I was like, most teams play a 4-4, a 4-4-2, or they play two, two yes. players in the middle. And he said yes. he's never ever going to do to a team playing two in the middle because he will always have three and three, he will yeah. always have the numerical advantage. And yes. against lots of, the, lots of the teams that we played against uh, at the AFCON, 
we we had that disadvantage in midfield and if you you reflected a lot on um our possession so i don't think we had any game above 50 percent possession none whatsoever no i don't think so yeah. don't think or we so. made the most of what we had you know i mean things were going on smoothly so um i i also also jokingly right after the final i, I jokingly tweeted that was even before this it will be stuff happens yeah. i just jokingly tweeted that if i'm it will be that the first thing i would do on monday morning is to sue you as a procedure <laughs> because they, they, they didn't make they didn't like make use of his best qualities at and all he won't be someone that is very selfless you know anything you ask he will be to do he will do it too play 10 uh, play as a winger play wing back yeah just play everywhere yeah and and Dotun made a point that it will be has for nigeria he even has more caps than okocha he has 76 yes. caps okocha has 73 you get so only in the history of nigeria just six players have um more caps than him more caps than him musa enyama yobo mikhail kanu and um lawa mudashiri lawa not a garba lawa you get so these are the only six players that have more caps than him so he's someone that is, has always made himself available for the super eagles anytime you call him he's always there he's coming. whatever yeah. he needs to do whatever he's been asked to do there are lots of players that if you tell them go and play this position they'll say no make a day bench or back you cannot go spoil Pogba. Pogba. and it, it's Pogba. painful because these are this so you get this is what happened to yakuba Ibn. We, yes. we bullied him a gallo yeah. retired because of the same thing daniel lepe maruka okoye we did the same to francis ozoho you get yeah so like i said there is like a constructive criticism because me i'm not going to lie and say oh i never said a bad word about uh like, Any player. Ozoho, like mm-hmm. francis ozoho i've always said and i'll still stand on it i always said ozoho shouldn't be starting for super eagles why not because of ability or anything but because for a very long time he was the second slash third choice for his club this is in your split just four games for the for uh his club side so i see no reason why he should have been starting because there's a difference between being fit and being match fit and you see that a lot he wasn't match fit because i mean it's four four games in four games in six months and you want to now go for tournament. it's it's, it's, it's too small you get so I always felt that United, uh, who am I saying United, that um, Nigeria needed another option, which we got and it paid off. You get so, well. mm. so yeah, I criticize Ozoho, but you get it has to be constructive, not that yeah. oh, retire or, or I, I was, I was oh. oh, you get I saw some news about um, so they were they went from harassing JJ and harassing Iwobi, they went to, <laughs> J, to JJ's daughter and they were commenting on her on her IG page telling <laughs> her to. Tell her father to stop using his influence to get he will be into the senior team. What? You get. So these That's are crazy. lines. Just, these are lines you just don't cross. You get. Um, like I said, we have lots of passionate fans, but we need to know where to draw the line. And I keep on saying, it has to, your criticism has to be constructive. Let it just be what is happening on the pitch alone. Forget their mm-hmm. private lives. You know uh, what was the name of What was the name of that online influencer that was? That took like a, a video of um Iwobi's Instagram page. I was like, that's his page. No pic, no picture of him or training, no video of him training. Now just uh-huh. flex, flex, flex. Yes, now. So, are you serious? Yes, now. So you can so those are so when you see things like and when he posted so when he posted that, that's like filled the whole thing because he has lots of followers. 
and then people now started saying, ah, not true, this will be nice for you for us. You get this mob mentality. You get, and the thing is that the two games, our last two games where they removed it will be, we considered right after removing Yes. It's like, I, honestly, I, I, I kind of believe like between him and Oyeka, they're like the two important players I need to play. Like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm like, it's, it's really painful because if he had, if he, if he had played badly, I'd be like, maybe they have, no, 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 they have a point, but I'm like, uh. but this guy is, is like working. Like, when they removed him against South Africa, they scored us. I remember that one vividly. Like, I was like, yeah. hey, there was. Oh, no. This game too now, Sebastian Halasgo came in after he, he Yes. Got him I think they got, got him off. That's crazy. It was it was, it was annoying. If it, it, it just brought it it um sort of tainted what was actually a good outing. Yeah. Uh, I have my reservations about the tactics and against and um, about um the way the squad was. Our squad wasn't fresh enough. Um, yeah. Iwobi was always gassed up by the 70th minute because yes, he was yeah. asked to do too much. Too much, yeah. Osimen as well was, uh, you know, was asked to do too Towards, much. And, yeah. You know, this guy did that. Like, these guys, they kept on running for the team, you know, all those things. So, uh, um, I, like I said, I have my reservations about a lot of things, but at the end of the day, getting to the semi finals or getting to the finals, Final. um, that was, that was a good outing. We, mm. A good chance if those guys weren't the host, I'm, I'm very sure that that one zero would have seen it out. Yeah, that's in it out. Yeah, I have yeah, yeah. there, yeah, they are a very resilient side. And mm. if, I, if I was a neutral, I think I would have been happy with the way it went because, yeah, uh, for Sebastian Haller to overcome cancer and, and now score the winning the, goal, yeah, I think that was a fine, was mm. fine ending to a fine story. So, I mean, all the best to, to them. Um, to be interested to see how Nigeria. Goes forward goes, because goes we have we have an Afcon next year. The next Afcon is going to be next year in Morocco. Um, I'm sorry, why 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 is it coming so quickly again? Because I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm really this confused. One, so this one should have been last year. You know that's why it's called Afcon 2023, not Afcon. Oh. So it should have been last year. I was pushed to this, but you know it's always odd years. So yes, yes. If uh, like 2019, we had 2019 on schedule. Then the 2021, we had it in 2022, was it? And that was because of uh, yeah, we had the 2021 edition in 2022. That was the year Senegal won it. And if you can remember, uh, Senegal won it in January. Then there was the, the World Cup in December. You get mm. so, and that one was pushed forward because of. Um, I think it was a combination of things. No, no, no. So, so that was because of COVID. So it was meant to be in 2021. So there was still like the lockdown and all those things. So they pushed it to 2022. Mm-hmm. There was still like lockdown concerns, you know, partial closure of stadiums, all those things. So they pushed it to 2022. And mm-hmm. so this 2023 one now, they pushed it to 2024. So they just want to have 2025 and then we'll now revert to the normal all year. All mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, apparently... Um... Nigerian fans couldn't get tickets to 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 attend the game. So if you notice, if you, I don't know if you saw the 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 crowd, you see some Nigerians right in the middle of where the Nigerians were. So yeah. I feel like people were buying uh, uh, um, Andrew down tickets to be able to access <laughs> the entry. You know, 
So I guess that's part of the reasons why we didn't have like good, good uh, supporters showing in, in the stadium in the final. So the question, do you think, um, moving forward, do you think they should sack our coach? I don't think they need to sack him, but I think they need, so his contract is up, right? So I don't think like they need to sack, they don't need to let him go. Just, I mean, they'll win him, they'll win him. Uh, they'll pay him now, you don't worry, he'll get his money. Don't worry, he'll, they'll always get their money. All these guys that they are being owed, they always get their money. It's not uh, so. All they need to do is to, I think. So I'm not sure of the process. Don't quote me on this, but I think the process is that if you are being owed like that, I think you can like write to FIFA, and like when FIFA wants to like disburse money to like the Nigerian FA for something, they can like take out of it. I think I, I read something like that. You get, but we they owe too much now. Everybody knows us. It's not because of Nigeria that uh, FIFA decided to pay the women's footballer directly. They told them to bring the account number. Don't worry, we'll pay to you there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, I, I remember that controversy. Apparently, so it was the, um, I can't remember the lady, she was from Africa. She's like one of the top uh, FIFA agents. Which, I think yeah, she's yeah, yeah. So yeah. she said it in the, in the dressing room. But mm-hmm. on, on outside, I think during the conference or maybe on the, on FIFA uh, Twitter page, formerly, formerly Twitter X, they said, no, we're still paying directly to the FAs. So it was no, like a miscommunication. No, so no, yeah, they no, came out. No, no, I remember, no, no. remember? So, 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 no, even before the tournament, I'm not even talking about that during the tournament. I don't know what, what you're talking about. But before the tournament, they already announced that a certain amount. So there's, there's the one that's going to be paid to the FA, obviously. But the yes. players, all those, the players winning, the money that sh- should be shared to the players through the FA, that one is going to be done directly now because of because of that. And it's not just Nigeria that had that issue. Um, there was Ghana? another country. I don't, I, no, I don't know if it's Ghana. No, a country that was at the AFCON. I don't know if it's Zambia. I hope I'm not making a mistake. I don't want to call it the wrong country. Mm. But um, there are two countries that had that problem. But Nigeria, I mean, we are chronic. Obviously, no. uh, so. Yeah, obviously. So, so are you saying they came out, they made this... Um, uh, uh, utterance before Afcon or before the no, women's no, so, so, no, for that one was for the women's work. For that one was for the women. I don't know if it affects men. I'm not sure about that one. Mm. But I'm just saying. But, but, I'm just saying. But, but, on the general, but you remember the incident I'm talking about? You remember the yeah, I'm talking I, about, I know, right? I know what you're talking about, yeah. Okay, okay. But I'm just saying generally, Sha, I think we should just let go of the And it's mm. simply because I don't... So this is the most talented group of players Nigeria has had since I don't know maybe last maybe since the golden era. So I know obviously we won it in 2013, but the group of players we have now they are more talented than the group of players in 2013. Now the players in 2013 they might have more balance because I won't lie to you, man. You had we had some some rugged. I mean, Vincent Nyama was there, Mikel was there. I, I hold those two very highly. Uh, my guy uh, Onazi was there. Onazi I still feel there. as if you like Onazi Mikel midfield is it's better. Ar- yeah, it's better. arguably it's better. the best midfield pair Nigeria has had since Olise era. Yes. Get. So uh, yeah. th- that was a very solid midfield. Combo. It was balanced. So, yeah, yeah, so you balanced. can say on balance, 2013 might edge us out, but in terms of just pure talent alone, this is the best we've had since the golden era, the mid 90s. And I don't trust Jose Pusera to handle. I can't. I, I don't think can entrust this kind of talent 
He's not good enough to have this yeah. kind of talent with him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not wasted. So, it's not wasted. No, yeah. All 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 we need to do is just to I don't now the thing is that I don't know who I'll say should be the next mm. manager you get. If I had my way, the person I'll get is that uh, Harvey Reynard. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. uh, that one it seems he understands African football yeah, a lot more than you well. African. With his white but, white uh, white shirts. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I think that's just wishful thinking. I don't think we can get him. I think he would prefer North African or probably a French-speaking country but because it's, of it's, the language. It's, it's, um French female national team manager, so he's not going to come. Yeah, I think I think he actually no. He I think so. There are new, there's news about him even uh, accepting the Egypt uh, the Egypt job. Ah. I, I saw, yeah, I saw news of that. So I know they're interested in him. Remember, Eric Coast actually wanted to get yes, yeah, as a replacement. Yeah, so. I think he's open to that. He'll be open to that. Uh, but yeah, like he's I come, said... He's uh, come, and, he's come and enjoy it. Come and enjoy it. It's just wishful thinking. I don't think we have a realistic shot uh, to, to get to him. But uh, he would be someone that I can trust with this, with this talented group of players. Definitely not Pesero. I don't think Pesero can get the best out of, of these guys. Anyways, uh, I've gone as ended. Let's go back to our normal lives. <laughs> Let's go back to our... Our one dollar to two thousand naira. <laughs> um, so, well, congrats to Ivory Coast. They had a good showing, and I, I don't think there was any incident in terms of security during the tournament. So, kudos to them. That's something that we should be we should be alighting, and you know, hopefully the next the next country. You say Morocco, right? Yeah, yeah, Morocco, yeah, next year. Uh, hopefully, so, they will, they will have do they will do what the Africans have done. So quickly, just to just touch briefly on Champions League, um, Man City beat Copenhagen again, straightforward game. Madrid robbed Leipzig as usual, one zero. Bayern Bayern lost to Lazio. It's looking like a team to, in, in that side, the side of the world. Then PSG straightforward win, uh, beating Real Madrid after zero. Um, just I don't know that Madrid. I don't understand. I don't know how why they cancelled that because I'm sure in EPL that goal will have stood. But yeah, same here. I think everyone is shocked by by that. Um, you can never explain it. Yeah, it's one of those one of those goals where if if Leipzig should call for a play or should you know challenge the results in court or something like that. Even in Lehman, even even in Lehman, I doesn't watch football. That should be a goal now. But yeah, so um, yes, the weekend games coming thick and fast as as always. Time waits for no one. Before you know it's now, TK will have uh, mini tickets running around, and before you open your eyes and close your eyes and close, close your eyes and open again, you have uh, mini tickets having mini mini tickets. Just want to have want to have two so the, um have want to have two or three. At least one of them will be an athlete so that we can eat off eat off. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be like Neymar's dad, you know, I'll just be an agent and <laughs> just be eating off my scamming all the clubs up and down, making them sign and giving you bonus. Club. Whatever whichever club uh, Ed, Edward is in charge of, that's the club my, my kids are going to. So I will scam them from their money. Since they, 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 they have money to waste. <laughs> uh, okay, so Brentford Liverpool. Uh, what's your prediction? 
Ooh, uh, Liverpool they're on, they're on form right now. They're getting the yes. results. Um, yeah. That loss to the loss to Arsenal was still still be lingering. Yeah, like it, it, it blip. Then I was also surprised that uh, they looked for for a period they looked a, just a tiny bit shaky against um, uh, Burnley in that in yes. that their win in our in yeah. last week. Uh, but they got mm-hmm. the job done. So I think Liverpool should. I don't know if. Salah is fit to play. I haven't seen the updates on that. I haven't checked actually. Uh, I know if he is, um, it's, it's going yeah. to be a huge difference. Well, but yeah, let's see how it goes. I think it's even a double game week, I'm not mistaken, right? Isn't is it? A yes, yes. So, I think it's um, a double game week for, I think, Man yes. City and Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool. So, Liverpool, so Man, uh, Liverpool is playing Luton Town on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, they should be aiming for six points. Huh? It should be aiming for six points. Uh, and then Trent so, as well. Mm, it's going to be back, right? Mm. But then they have this fantastic... Uh, their fullback... Uh, that Young boy. Mm. Uh, mm. Was it Bobby Clark? Was that his name? Yeah, I've forgotten his name too. No, no, no Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark is the midfielder. So there's, there's, they have this right back there. Yeah, yeah it's that. The midfielder, yeah. Yeah. So, Burnley, Burnley, Arsenal. Burnley, uh, I mean, Arsenal are on the road now. So it's hard to, it's hard to, to, to not pick them. That uh, company is really good. So, <laughs> company is really good. So, it's funny, right? I think, uh, so first of all, I think Arsenal, Arsenal are going to win. The only thing that, Ars- the only slight worry Arsenal fans may have I don't think it's going to be worried that they play in the Champions League in I think on Wednesday. So mm. I mean, would they really would they um, go like, out? Uh, re- yeah, rest a few players. And I think Arteta will be will do the smart thing, which is to go for three points just, against Burnley. Just rest. play, just play uh, them. Yeah, yeah. But on the, on the subject on the subject of company and Burnley, company is doing something that I feel is very smart, right? So he's he's sticking to his principles and playing football the way. You know, like a, pep, like a pep disciple, mm. you get he's not doing yeah. the whole long ball. And I think mm. one thing that he's doing is that he's positioning himself for an average or a, res- a respectable job in the future. You get because if you look at someone like, um, um, uh, okay, so say for example, like a Sheffield United, right? We know the way they play is nothing pretty, you get. So in the future, Chris Wilder is not someone that you'll be looking to to hire at, let's say, a West Ham United, you get, mm. or let's say an Aston Villa. Say for if if Una Emery leaves Aston Villa, you won't go hire Chris Wilder, you get. Mm. But because of the way um, Burnley plays and they play football like a very pretty kind of way on that company, you know, company the disciple of Pep, he likes to play possession football, those kind of thing. I think the guy, even though I know this is going to get him relegated, it's going to take a miracle for Burnley not to get relegated. It's almost sure. certain that they're going down. But I think I think I think it's actually smart of him because the way it is, he's actually positioning himself for um another re- reputable job in the future. So that's just by the side. I think uh, is is interesting to see because if I was him, I'll be packing balls, you know, hoping for Smash and grab win here and there, or smash mm. and grab one point there, here and there. But uh, 
mm. is taken to these principles. Uh, let's mm. see if it's for the future. Mm. So Arsenal win. Uh, so Liverpool, I feel like Liverpool should win to beat Brentford. And yeah. if if Arsenal plays their full strength, they should beat Burnley. But if they don't, they probably draw. Um, Fulham, Aston Villa, I'll pick. I'll pick Fulham because Aston Villa they are struggling right now. They are struggling. I don't know what's going on there, but they are struggling. So I think I'll, I'll pick Aston Villa. Aston Villa they just had a very very bad day in front of goal against United. I think that's what it was. Because like mm-hmm. I said, they had ten shots on target. You know, Ole Watkins was a mess that day. He missed lots of clear chances. Like, yeah. chances that you expect... Like, I think he should have had at least a brace. That their own goal as far as saying a hat-trick. But I think he should have scored at least a brace. Again, yeah. but for him not to score one goal... Uh, no, 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 no. He was even my captain in the FPL, so I was thinking uh, if he scores United, <laughs> I'll have something to, reg- to, to be happy about. Only for him to blank out. So, um, I think... I think that was a one-off, and I think uh, they'll get back on track. So for mm. me, I hear what you're saying about Fulham, and I might be wrong, but I think I'll go for an Aston Villa win there. Okay, uh, Newcastle Bournemouth, hmm, that'd be an interesting game. If Newcastle is not um, careful, they will lose that game. I think I'll go for Newcastle. Yeah, yeah same as Newcastle, same, same here. Uh, Nottingham Forest, West Ham. Uh, I don't like what I saw from West Ham last weekend. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't like it. And I like what I saw from Forest, even though they lost. Um, I think I'll stick to a draw. Same here. Same here, a draw. Uh, um, Tottenham, Wolves? Uh, Tottenham. Tottenham. Same, Tottenham. Uh, I remember the last time they met, Wolves won in a very... Remember yeah. that was when Wolves scored two goals in the final? Yes. Yeah. Around. Yeah. 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 Uh, suppose they have to get their revenge. They have to get yeah. their exact so. Mm. So, um, I, I guess, game of the round, um, City, Chelsea. Mm, City should win this. Uh, they don't have any mid... Okay, they have a midweek game coming up, so that should be tricky. And it's against Brentford that um, I beat Stubborn. I know they've had... They had some... A few players get injured. Bernardo Silva was injured. he's injured. Mm. Uh, Grealish is injured as well. Don't they have one other defender injured? Maybe... Ruben Diaz was it? So they have some concerns, but I think I mean Chelsea. There's nothing fantastic about Chelsea this season. I think Manchester doing it. Mm. Okay, um, Brighton. So Sheffield Brighton. Uh, I think I'll stick with Brighton. Okay, same here. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Chelsea just City should beat Chelsea. That's mm. uh, Brighton should beat Sheffield. Like what is being equal? Uh, Luton Towns United, your dear, your dear club. Mm, I think United will make it a bit interesting by conceding, but um, yeah. um, they should get the three points. I don't uh, think hopefully, they, I mean, they should get three points. Yeah, hopefully they continue in the streak of not losing any game in February. So I'm picking United. Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace, Everton Crystal Palace on Monday. Mm, there's just a lot of noise around Crystal Palace right now. Change of coach might be happening soon. Yeah, you know, uh, you know all those things. I think Everton should be able to should win this. Uh, yeah. Everton, they've they've hit a roadblock lately. I don't think they've won any of their last five games, but this they need this win. They need to get they back on to, track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, might, they might rush Crystal Palace. Yeah, I feel like I feel the same way. They might rush them, so I'll pick Everton. So, um, second game of the week for City Brentford. 
Yeah, City. I'll go for City again. Yeah, City, they are just on, on a mark from... They've won 11 games in a row now. And yeah. They've won 13 of their last 14 games, drawing one. That's no need to them. That's no need to demonic. them. That is demonic, so... No need to them. Um, so, on Wednesday, we have Liverpool playing Little Town. So, second game for Little Town, too. Yeah. I think Salah should be back for one of these games, though. Uh, oh, okay. So, okay. I, I'm not sure, but I think so. Let's see how it goes. But I think with or without Salah, they have enough to... Enough so to if you, if you remember, the first, the first time they met was a draw now. I think it was a draw. Uh, Liverpool yes. came from behind to, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I remember that, so... It's going to be tough. Little down, they are very stubborn. But, um, yeah. come on, I mean, Liverpool should Liverpool. win this. Yeah, and we have some games, some interesting games in UCL. So, hopefully, we'll come back and talk about those games. Inter Madrid, uh, Medical Madrid, PSV against your club, Dortmund, then <laughs> Porto, Arsenal, Napoli, Barcelona. Two, two, two struggling teams right now. But, anyways... Yeah, I've come to the end of the show. Thank you for putting up putting up on, on me. It's almost been an idea, right? If I'm correct. No, 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 no. No, this is just 7.30, yeah. Oh, okay. So I caught it at a very good time. Thank you very much for for pulling up. And every Always bit, madam, for allowing, allowing me to bother you for, for, for a quick few minutes. I'll, tell, I'll let her know, man. I'll let her know. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, continue supporting United. Though. We need your prayers because at this point, we are trying to make top four. We are trying to make top four. Forget about it. On getting, I think so. Making it top five might actually be good enough for them to get back in the Champions League. But yeah, top yes, four, yeah, I remember. Yes, I remember. I remember. I remember. So I mean, we just have to be there. Just be around, you know. Just keep mm. aim for say aim for the stars landing the way. Where do you land? Where what? What is he saying? Aim for the stars, you land okay. somewhere. Okay, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And where, where yeah. do you land now? Where are you for the stars? Stars. Oh, well, on on the clouds now. Uh-huh. So if you aim for top four, maybe we'll jump, we'll land in fifth. Learn <laughs> your club. They cannot handle pressure. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about it. All right, thanks. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, bye. Enjoy your weekend, yeah.